Hello, everyone. Hi. Hello. You are now listening to Portals. 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 Oh, I get so excited for that intro. <laughs> I am your host, Shanannis, and of course, joining me is the senior leadership of Torque New York, starting with... Pastor Tony Cassis. Good evening, Saints. Gee, that was formal. <laughs> yes. Pastor Nathan Cassis. Hello. Little vibrato on the end of that one. All right. And Dr. Robin Cassis. Hi, guys. Very soft. Give them your eyes, Pastor. Hi, guys. Look at those eyes. Hi, Straight hi. into your soul. Hi, guys. I know. It's all nice and blue today, and it's just going to be great. I love it. All right. So thank you, guys, for those who are listening. We are also tuned in live with our Facebook audience. So anytime you get a chance, you can catch us on our Facebook page and see when we are going live and join us for this prophetic conversation um as we minister from literally the holy spirit uh, ministering through us to you guys and you can participate in that and receive and give us some gems as well you know we welcome you to the portals party every week as we do this so without further ado we have a topic for you guys today a topic? Yes. Yeah, we're talking about um, the difference between um, positivity good and goodness. Mm. God's goodness and positivity. Mm. But before we go into that, Pastor Tony was sharing on Sunday a very, very powerful message with some actual PowerPoint slides. And so you're oh, going to recap about that quickly. Yes. So you weren't here because you were with Kids Town. I was with the Kids Town. Can I it ties in tonight to... It ties into the supremacy of God and right. his order of things. So We also want to just say we've been on Spotify for two years now since 2019. We started uh, July, was that 29th, I think it was, whatever that date is, um, 2019. And we, are, we have been doing this consistently pretty much almost every single Every week. I don't want to say every Sunday. <laughs> every week. So we just want to shout out to the Portals team. For the evolution of Portals. And more to come. But go ahead. I just Dr. want Robin. to mention that you said goodness. Um, well, we know there's no one good but God. But I'd like to say also, I, I'd like to call it a good God versus positive facts mm. so this is, then it becomes more personal yeah that's good I like uh, it that's good funny <laughs> which is goodness yeah because he is only God is good yeah so let's go to you take it away yeah on um on Sunday evening because uh, we had a combined service, we had a welcome home service, and we uh, we welcomed, I think, about a dozen new members to Talk New York, which is a blessing. God's reopened up growth, so that's good. But um, 
I thought it was appropriate to share about um, what I called the books in heaven. And um, I, I took a couple of scriptures, one out of Hebrews 10, where um, Paul quotes the Old Testament and he's referring to Jesus fulfill, fulfilling what was written in the volume of the book about himself. So, you know, very quickly, each one of us had, had a predestination that God had planned and anointed and in time appointed us to fulfill. And uh, we're told that, you know, Jesus was crucified before the foundation of the world. So God has all of our history from the time we live to the time we die already written out. You know, as every step we take, every breath we, we, we take. And um, our, our, our real um, journey is discovering what God's plan is in our books and living our lives according to that plan. Because the other part of that scripture I quoted was, I've come to do your will, O God. It's written in the volume of the book, I've come to do your will, O God. And Jesus had a book written about everything he was to do to fulfill the Father's will. And guess what? So do we. And so I encouraged everybody to begin to pray that the Lord would reveal what's written in a predestined manner and that he would reveal, um, again, quoting the scripture, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God appointed before time. All right? So those works, I believe Portals is one of those works that was written in Pastor's book. You know, you're, you're pursuing things that are already predestined for you, including your artistry, your theology, your ministry, all of us have this. And we get rewarded on that last day on how much of God's will we fulfilled that is is literally revealed in the books. So I'm not trying to make God insensitive or technical, but I, I laboured to show everyone on Sunday that God is inside and out of time. He can see the end to the beginning and the beginning to the end of time. So he, our future is already history to him. Yeah. And I've used this term before. Prophecy is God's history about a future event. Memory. You know what I'm saying? Like 5, 10, 15 years from, from now is future to us, but to God it's past because he's not actually inside or limited by the time zone. So what prophecy is, is literally he takes something that is written, predestined, and he gives us a preview of it. Yeah. And he says, start believing for this because it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and I really believe that helped a lot of people to you know, go to God in prayer. And you should, if you get an opportunity, just look up the service on our website and just just listen through it. It'll help you understand that God has things predestined for us to do. And part of the beauty of discovery is finding out what those things are. Yeah, just a little bit on that. It's not live at the moment because we had a 
powerful time of the Holy Spirit touching personally one of our members on Sunday, Hannah. And so we want to respect that person. So it takes a while for us to go in and trim the <laughs> four-hour service down to the 45-minute message. But it will be up there soon, and I encourage you to go and listen to it. It's well, really, we're, really... But we're live now, is that what you mean? Yeah, no, I mean the message from Sunday. Yeah. People have been asking me, where's the message from Sunday? So just pray that the Lord increases our team because um, at the moment it's a team that does many many hats, but we're not complaining, you know, but um, it just it takes time to edit out all the other stuff. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I think it ties in tonight with, with God's Very goodness much. versus positive facts because if you know what who God is and how good he is, then you'll look for the right things to pull out of the book. If you look for positive facts, then you won't be looking to pull anything out of the book. You'll just be going by the world's standard, man's gender, and man's programming, you know? And, and, and I think that's important. And um, if, you, if you know who he is, then you'll be looking for a person. You won't be just looking for an action. And, and that's, pretty, that's pretty important, that we look for the person, you know, rather than just the working. I've been um, I've been reading some some um, information, some things about how how God's person and what He says and what He has written they all are wrapped up in Jesus. You know, I've read the gospel many times, as you all know, you you all have as well. But it's incredible when they arrested Jesus. The reason why the Lord tells His His disciples don't resist, He, he says. How can the scripture be fulfilled if you're trying to save me right now? Yeah. His, his whole concern was he wanted to fulfill what was written about him. So he tells Peter, put away your sword. How can the scriptures be fulfilled? When, when Judas betrayed him, he says, um, it's going to go the way with this man as it is written of him. Yeah. So everything Jesus did was to fulfill what, what the Lord had predestined for him to do and all our books are regulated by the book the bible so it starts there and then all the variations come from from that revelation of jesus so and it's funny because again in my study i've been learning about the need a world before sin there was no suffering but now there isn't I, I dare to say there is a need for suffering in this world. Now, that's a big statement, but um, Pastor Tim, who's in the audience, he can back me up on this. Many philosophers, you know, like Hippocrates, and I say Plato, you guys say Plato, whatever, Plato, they taught that suffering is the first step of redemption, you know? And so um, it's hard to get your mind around that because when you're going through the suffering, you don't think that suffering is something that's needed, but suffering and that realisation of I need something greater than myself to get me through this. That is something that the world needs. So it's when we try to put our positive spin on what the suffering is that we try to find positivity instead of a good God, you know, and that's what we want to talk about tonight. And I think the perfect example of that is the Tower of Babel. Like, you know, they were doing something that was positive, Everyone was working together. Everyone was in uniformity, not unity, you know. And um, they had a common goal. And that 
to the world as something that's positive, but yet in the eyes of God, it was not good. It was evil. And so this is where we want to kind of bring a differentiation to our people listening to understand positive thinking is not God thinking. You know, when the world says, oh, be positive, find the positive out of this situation, find the positive out of this circumstance. That's, again, going back to what we've taught all along, that's you counselling with yourself. You're not counselling with the Holy Spirit. You're not in his presence. You're not finding who he is in, in the actual mountain, you know. And um, we were praying yesterday as a family and the Lord's just started to bring this download into us because um, we could all look at something going on right now in the world and say, try to find the positive, you know. Um, but we have to look and find not just the goodness of God. God doesn't give us goodness. He is goodness. Yeah. You know, he doesn't give us love. He is love. He doesn't give us hope. He is hope. They're not attributes of him it's the energy of who he is. Like I'm learning about energy and light and sound and he is light. He is sound. He is love. It's all the energy that he is. And so, you know, um, for him to say, you know, for, for us to say, well, Lord, I've got to find your goodness. Be careful that you're not looking for something separate from him. You've got to look for him. You won't find his goodness unless you find him. And so, and so when we're looking at a situation, uh, we often look at the situation. Let's talk about what's going on outside now. And we look at the situation and there's positivity in it, and then, but it's a fact. Right. It's a positive fact. Yeah. Now, the moment the fact changes... The positivity changes. Yeah, it goes to negativity. Or, you know, whatever it goes to, questioning, whatever it does. But so that's why we have to go beyond looking at a fact to gauge, you know, where we are. And where we are is we should be looking as a person. And that doesn't change. If you look at the person, the good God, it doesn't change. Facts, positive facts change. They become negative depending on the circumstances of the day. Wow. And then wow. when that happens, we become depressed. Mm. So we go from excited to depression, excited to depression. Wow. So you can hit that one because we need to know that. Because uh, we're looking at too many positive facts. Mm. I'm looking at a good God. And my challenge is for everyone is when you are looking at a situation, do you ask where God is in mm. this? Do you ask where God is in this? Or does the fact wrap you up? Ooh. We're going to go on a short break and leave you with that question. Do you want to repeat that, Dr. Robin? I just say it. it. When you're looking at a situation and it could be positive, are you looking at that or do you ask where God is? 
Where are you, God? Because that's my prayer. Where are you in all these things? So if I have to ask every time, where are you, God? I would rather do that mm. and train myself to ask where the person God is in this. Wow. We're going to leave you with that question in your heart, and we'll be right back to help you get through it. are starting such a conversation and I mean I don't know if it's considered a sub portal because we still have an audience while we're sub portaling but we got to make sure you guys don't miss out we were just kind of elaborating and clarifying uh the suffering and Dr. Robin and Pastor Nate and Pastor Tony was just putting such a perspective on where we are now and how to see it and see God in every point of it so it does not become a trial. It's not a trial. We make it a trial Mm. because we Mm -hmm. look Mm -hmm. for the facts rather than for the person. I think uh, the perfect example of, you know, positivity and God's goodness is, is the cross. You've already mentioned it. Yeah. I mean, the disciples didn't understand that Jesus being crucified and and beaten and so forth was a good thing. And in the eyes of man, it was not a good thing. It was shameful. It was cruel. It was horrific, actually, the way he died. But God, um, it's God's goodness right there, looking at Jesus dying on our behalf, taking the punishment of the world's sins, now that is the goodness of God. That is the love of God. But the world would look at that and think that's cruel. You know, that's a cruel thing. That's not a good thing. That's not positive. And um, if not by the grace of God and the you know the uh, revelation of the Holy Spirit, you would think the same. But we turn around and we say, thank God for the cross. That's God's goodness to us. You know what I'm saying? That's God's goodness to us. And sometimes when we do suffer for righteousness' sake, God is letting us um, experience what Jesus must have experienced You know, when the whole world's sins was put on his back and he nailed it to the tree. Again, we say thank you, Jesus, for doing that. We sure do. It comes down to us knowing... Uh, We can make it a trial or we can make it a move of God. Did you catch that one? They did. You got to say it again. You got to say it again. Satan sent a mosquito to distract me from that gem, but I was not distracted. We can make it a trial or we can make it a move of God. Yeah. So true, Pastor. Oh. So true. I don't see how anyone is existing without their flesh wing burnt off at this moment because, this wow, that be, was a this statement. This encouraged. Yes. This is, this is where we give Such the enemy too much credit. 
in oh. the moment. See, in the moment, we give the enemy too much credit. Yes, we warfare, we take back authority. But again, what has God allowed the enemy to be able to do and why has he allowed it? This is what we forget. Yeah. See, okay, what has God allowed the enemy to do? Okay, in a say a trial of, of sickness. Well, there's two parts. He has allowed the enemy to infirm your body because of your choices. Yeah. Right, because you chose to think that way, or you chose to do something outside of the grace of God, or you chose to be a part of something. So now, when you choose, there are consequences. But there's more than just what he's allowed the enemy to do. But why has he allowed the enemy? So that you can remind yourself, ah, okay, this is who I am in Christ Jesus. This is my authority. All authority has been given unto me. People don't know this, but I've been learning about Job. The reason why Job was allowed to be accused was because he was giving sacrificial offering on behalf of his children. Oh, my goodness. So there wasn't any 100% Job. People say Job was a righteous man. Yes, he was. But he was so scared that his children weren't walking with Yahweh that he would go to the temple on their behalf. And um, many people can say that that was a door opener for Satan to go before the Lord and accuse, right? But why did God allow all of that stuff on Job? Why? Not to show that he was greater than Satan because there's no, no comparison. Not. But to show Job in him who was greater. See, and so I feel like the Lord's showing us, even in this trial right now where we are in the world, We've got to remember, why is the Lord, like I'm learning about nightmares. Why does the Lord allow nightmares to come up? Even though they can be horrific, it's to get your attention about something that he wants addressed, mm. you know? And so you have to deal with the enemy because the enemy is always going to try and overplay his hand. That's his character. He's never just going to be like, okay, Lord, you said this but this far, that boundary line, I'll stay there. He's always going to want to go just beyond the boundary yeah. line. Go beyond yeah. it. And that's where spiritual warfare comes in. Funny enough, Pastor Tony's about to lead a seminar on that, where our spiritual warfare is reminding the enemy how far he can go. See? Because Satan always tries to step over the boundary line. But it's not trying to get back the power. We already have that power. And this is what we need to remember in these trials. I think so. We need to remember, okay, this is why God is reminding me in this of what I need to do, what authority I need to take, you know, and what position I need to stand on. Because um, then your trial or the trial, like Pastor said, becomes a move of God. And it doesn't become something that you are just sitting trying to guess what's next. Well, you're trying to get a way out. Yeah, it's like, yeah, what comes next? Yeah, you're trying to get a way out. How do I get through this? Well, you don't get through anything. God gets you through everything, you see. But we come to this, just the, the statements that are being made out there in the world today are something like this is a fight between good and evil. That's a lie. That's not true. God is not fighting the devil. He already won. Right. So, look, get Read this. the book. Read <laughs> the, the test, book. The he already won. There it is. Read the book. He already won. Can we get yeah, a T-shirt? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to put on the T-shirt. But if you know that, you're looking from a different perspective. 
So you're not looking for what the devil's trying to do or what the devil's trying to show you. You're looking at the person God, the good God, and you're saying, Lord, I'm not looking at this to find out what the other side's saying. What are you saying in this? Because that's the only thing I'm interested in. And we, we have to get beyond this, thinking that God is having to battle the devil. He's not fighting. He's not, he's, he will war on our behalf, but he doesn't have to fight to see he won. I, I was reading something last night, Pastor, and I believe it's um, now powerful to share it because it ties in when we're looking for God. See, God can be like in the English language, love. It can be such a broad term. Like, I'm looking for God. When we say, oh, okay, I'm looking for God in this trial or I'm looking for God in this moment or in this situation. But here's my favourite part. What is the process of looking for God? You know, and I'm learning about how God, His, His, His manifestation is in so many things. I'm learning about light and sound and colour. But then um, I was just telling the, uh, the guys before we started, I'm learning about like the significance of what he put in the tabernacle with the menorah and how each each of the menorah candlesticks represented a different spirit of God. And this is what we should be looking for when we look for God. So we need to be looking for the spirit of counsel. We need to be looking yeah, the for the name, spirit of understanding, the spirit of wisdom, wow, the, wow. the fear of God, the knowledge of God, yes, the so reverence. So there's actually an actual process to finding God as the move of God rather than a trial. But, mm. Pastor, we need to see the name of God. Yeah. That's the person God, okay? We need to see the name because the name tells what he is and what he does, yeah. okay? And we will only recognise what he does if we approach it this way. Otherwise, we're still looking at a, an action rather than a person. Yeah. My God is my provider. Wow. He just provided. Now, wow, he's a God who provides. Do you understand what yes, I'm saying? Yes, And so instead of looking at, well, I lack, I don't have enough, you see? So you're just giving honour to the circumstance, mm, to, to mm. the fact, whether it's positive or negative. You're giving honour to it. I don't know what you want to think about that, Pastor. It's 100% uh, it's true what you're saying. It's something we have to learn to be a part of our daily walk. You know, not no more guesswork. Right. You've got to understand it. It's got to it, be inbred in you. It's like me. My name's Robin. If you call me Robin, you will get my attention. But if you call me, hey, you, I won't know who you're talking to. You could be talking to five or six different people in the room. So we need to get more specific about this. We really do. And this will bring us into a deeper relationship with God on that level. If God is the healer, then we need to know who he is. Mm -hmm. Now, 
there's a name for him to be the healer. There's a name for him to be our provider. Mm -hmm. Now, if we start seeing him in that light, then when he does those things, we say, wow, I see my God moved in this. That was God moved in this. My God, a good God I serve moved in this. Yeah. And can it's I, not I like the it? circumstances changed or my positive attitude changed. Right. No, mm. it's mm. apart from me. He moved. Right. Can I, can I break it down? Like, sure. I want to break down what... I need to get a drink. Because this, again, is backed up in Scripture, the seven spirits of God, right? I'm going to read a couple of things, and I want people just to take this in. The Holy... <clears throat> Excuse me. The Holy Spirit wants to bring forth the mature stature of Christ in us through the sevenfold functions of his spirit flowing through us every day. The seven spirits of God bestow on us perpetual flow of his manifest presence, wisdom, understanding, counsel and might, and the knowledge and the fear of the Lord. The first of the sevenfold operations of the Holy Spirit is the spirit of the Lord, right? Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, right? As I... Isaiah said in um, Isaiah 11 too. This speaks of the Lord resting upon us and covering us with his holy presence. It is being clothed with Christ, right? So first of all, you can't have, this is going to shock some people, but you can't have the manifest presence of God and the actuation of the sevenfold spirits of God without the Holy Spirit. So you have to be baptized in the Spirit. That's the entrance to getting the sevenfold spirits of God. Okay? Come Follow on, me with this. Say it. And again, if you if I had time, I'd show you in the, the physical structure of the menorah how the middle candle stick was the one that gave every other candlestick the fire and the life. And it's right? the balance. And it is. The middle one is the, Come to my it's course. the We're inner study circle. It. It's the balance. So, and um, so the next thing that we look for, so when we say, okay, I'm looking for God, well, we've got to look for God's spirit. But God's spirit has seven different types. And I, I believe this is going to help people. And again, if you don't, scripturally, it's backed up in the book of Revelation. Yes, the seven is. spirits, the seven churches, the seven angels, all right? They're all, at, not attributes, they're all different parts of God. But you can't compartmentalize, Okay. So the fullness of God is in this. In so, every one of them. So the second spirit is wisdom. Wisdom is the creative ability to do the impossible. It puts the wow factor into our works. It's the ability beyond our own ability. Is God's thoughts and it is God's thoughts and ideas in action. <laughs> so one of the spirits is the spirit of wisdom. So in this trial, are you looking for the spirit of wisdom? Are you looking for God's Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, God the Spirit as wisdom? Yeah. Right? Because that's one of the seven. The next one is... You're the wise one. There we go. The so Spirit of Understanding. Him that way. Address Him, God. You're the wise one. So the Spirit of Understanding has to be partnered with wisdom. So you can't have wisdom without understanding. Right, Because you have to be able to understand how to mobilize and implement the heavenly blueprint that you've been given. Right, So we're giving you all this wisdom right now. But without just, just asking for the spirit of wisdom is not enough. No. You've got to ask for the spirit of understanding. Because understanding helps you to interpret what that wisdom is. 
and put it into action. Paul says in Ephesians 1, 17 to 19, that wisdom and understanding partnered that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So there's the process, right? Wisdom leading to revelation. Now revelation, you've got to ask for understanding. Following me? Yep. All right? So that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory in his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards yes. us who believe according the working of his mighty power. So that whole scripture. That's Paul's great prayer. There's a, there's a process. So now you need the spirit of wisdom and understanding, and now you need the spirit of counsel. counsel and right? That's the next candlestick, yeah. right? The spirit of counsel is engaging the one who is the Alpha and the Omega. It's listening for and heeding his counsel. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. As we build by heavenly plans, so we get the wisdom, we build by the blueprint, God releases fresh flows of his counsel, which are his thoughts and the intent of his heart. So this is what I'm trying to tell you. If you look for every one of these things in each circumstance, it will move from being a trial to a move of God. And wow. and that that wow. will also open up many, many faces of God. That's what you're saying. Faces of this God, you know, which he comes under a heading. And you see, maybe then you will understand that you might, need to understand you need all those faces but you just only see one this is what i'm saying so, so from that's counsel, what pastor is saying you need to be able to see all the faces mm -hmm. well it's a it's a it's the lord has done it deliberately to put in to the process the journey what comes first well first you've asked for wisdom first then you ask after you've got the wisdom, you lead, Lord, I need now I need understanding to process what your what your wisdom is. But people always look for understanding Before as wisdom. A, as but as a portion of God yes, yes. and look to uh, him as understanding as an action of God. And and seriously, it is not. It is Him. You cannot say it. This is what abiding in Christ teaches. It is not portioned out. He is all those things. Maybe if you allowed Him to show you in your situation where you're looking for the good God, you might see those seven spirits of God. Yep. The attributes of him. And then see, it says here, um, so you've got wisdom, you've got understanding, you've got counsel. Now, the, then the spirit of counsel, see, this is what blew my mind when I was learning this. You can't get the power of God until you get the counsel of God. Yep. Let me say that again. You can't get the power, might, and arm of God. You can get the fingerprint of God, which is his wisdom and his blueprint, but you can't get the strength, the arm of God, the until might. you get his counsel. Yeah. That's mighty. why you, this is the process. So counsel releases the might of God, yep. which imparts vigor, power, strength, and the anointing to see his divine plans through. With the might of God, we, we won't just look for the finger of God. We'll look for the arm of God. 
So this is how you move in a trial from just looking for, okay, Lord, I see your fingerprint. No, Lord, I see you moving your arm, your outstretched your arm. Mighty your power. mighty power is in this. So God's might and power are always associated with his counsel. Yeah. The prophet Isaiah called him wonderful counselor and mighty God. So he didn't just say wonderful counselor. There's a tie there. There's a relationship. Yeah. Wonderful counsel leads to mighty, mighty God. God. So if you don't get wonderful counsel, you don't get mighty God. So we're, you know, we're looking too much again, let me go, looking too much at the trial. The trial is the thing that has our concentration. Mm -hmm. The trial. And look, we're all doing it in one way or another with mm -hmm. what's going on out there. Yeah. Instead of looking at these attributes of God and these roles and who he is, this is in goodness. all this. this. This is his goodness, but he is a good God. Yeah. And we need to see all of him in the situation. Mm. Not so, facts, guys. Not facts. So I've done this many times. Many Christians, we've done this. We've gone to God and asked for the power, but we haven't got the counsel. We've gone to God and asked for the understanding, but we haven't had the wisdom. Right? right? right. And one must build on the other. This is the, this, this, this is the circle of his personality, as they would say in, in psychology, Right? It comes all circle, all around. So from power and might, again, now the next thing is the spirit of the knowledge of the Lord. So you need a knowledge of the Lord, not just a knowledge of what he does, but you need a knowledge of him. him who he is. There it is. And look, I'm going to say it again. People are going to go, wow, wow, wow. But you've been taught this in abiding it's in Christ. It's the intimate knowledge of him that we got taught in abiding. So really? again, I'll, I'll just read this quickly. You were and then taught Pastor it. Go comment. back, get your notes. You will see it there. The spirit of knowledge of the Lord is that place of divine union when we come into deep thoughts of God. It's the place of knowing him. It's not just his counsel, wisdom or understanding. It's knowing him intimately. The knowledge of him now releases all those other things. Understanding, wisdom, counsel and might. So we've got all of those all of those attributes that get re-released when we come into perfect intimacy with him, right? The next step is as we grow in his knowledge, we increase in our knowledge of his vastness, his depth, his greatness, his awesomeness, his goodness, his majestic splendor. Now we sever limitations and through that the impossible now becomes possible. You know, Pastor, you, you're doing your course... And uh, you, these are, are great notes and such that you're getting. But I'm getting it, same, but in a different way. And it's a revelation of God that needs to be taken hold of. Tonight. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing the course, but I got challenged because when I look for God, I have not looked. Again, I've, I've done what the world has done with love. I've just made God this one generic term in my head. Yeah. Okay, Lord, I need to see yeah. God in this. That's it. But what am I actually trying to look for? Yeah. yeah. Like we never sure. go into the details. And yet the Lord is so detailed all throughout Scripture about his character. Yeah. Do you remember the, um, the 
one of the uh, the sessions where the names of God yes. and the names of the Holy Spirit yep. and the names of Jesus, yep. and they all had a part to play in who he was. Mm-hmm. And we think when we pray, we just pray to this one thing and that just covers everything. But we don't realise what we're activating. Mm. If we would just realise that we're activating attributes and names of God that have a working with them. Yeah, and And process. Yes, and bring the process Mm -hmm. to pass. But someone's been saying, we counselled this young woman this week, you know, had it, we're saying, you know, you need more of a fear of the Lord. But how do you get a fear of the Lord? See, do you just become fearful of who he is? Like there's a process. And this is what the Lord said to me through my journal when I was doing this. He's like, Nathan, it's not just coming to me for instantaneous God anymore. That's right. He's like, I have attributes of me that lead to other attributes. Mm. And without accessing those attributes, you don't get the fullness of who I am. But mm. that, that comes down to, and I know you want to say something, but that comes down to us. We were made in his image and we were not just made this one thing. Right. We have attributes. We have roles. We have different faces that we must wear. And so if we were made in his image, we should look to see what is his image. Mm. What is his image? Look at yourself and then you might see. That's how you should see God. And I'll just finish this last one and then I'm going to let you talk. No, 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 because I've got to finish it. So the knowledge of God flows and now releases a deep and reverent fear of the Lord. So you don't get fear of the Lord without knowledge of the Lord. Right? And in a, in a trial or in a circumstance... Some of us try to go to get the fear of the Lord first, you know, and remind us, okay, yeah, you know, no, you're Lord and there's no other. But yet you don't believe it because you haven't gone through getting his wisdom, which leads to his understanding, which leads to his counsel, counsel. which leads to his might and power, which Mm. leads to Mm -hmm. what? The knowledge of who he is intimately. Now you get a reverent fear. Yeah, God, you are God and there is no other. No more corners, no more, a little piece. We get all of him. All of him. Because you give all of you to something, he wants to give all of him to you. And my last statement is this. This is the key. Without the sevenfold spirits of God operating in our lives every moment, every day, we, in essence, disable ourselves because we succumb to natural limitation. Definitely. Everything that I mentioned about those attributes of God is beyond Natural limitation. So when you're in a trial and you're letting natural limitation talk louder than God, it's because you haven't got the knowledge of him, the fear of him, the counsel. You haven't haven't seen his might or his power. There you are. I just gave you seven ways you need to look for his goodness in every single trial. Wow. I'm so glad I'll let you say all that, Nate. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say simply, we're going back a few sentences, right? You mentioned the seven colours of the rainbow, the seven spirits of God. 
there's seven major notes in a musical scale. Yes. Think of all the songs that have been written with just these seven notes and their variations. Mm. It's, it's unlimited. Right. How many colours can you... How many colour spectrums can you get out of the variations seven. of yeah. seven, right? Mm -hmm. That's showing me that there are an, inf an infinite discovery of God's character and attributes in those seven attributes of his spirit. Yeah. So whichever way God mixes it, you're going to have a different colour, mm. a different song. Mm -hmm. And this is why I believe Paul says, Oh, the depths and the riches of Christ. Yeah. It's immeasurable. Because mm -hmm. whichever way God mixes the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of fear of the Lord, the spirit of, you know, um, what is it? Might. Power and might. might yeah. You're going to see God in a different light. Yeah. And it's all still the same God. Isn't that wonderful? It it's is. never boring. And one thing about David, this is why he was a man after God's own heart. Because in every part of his relationship with the Lord, he pulled on each of those seven attributes of God. Wow. Mm. He pulled on wow. the might and power of God. Wow. He pulled on the counsel, wow. the wisdom, the understanding, the intimate knowledge. See, so the Lord's been challenging me only in the last 24 hours as I was reading this. He's been saying, Nathan, you've been trying to compartmentalize me in your understanding of me. You've wanted my wisdom, but you haven't wanted my counsel. You wanted my understanding, but you haven't wanted my, you know, wisdom. You yeah. wanted my might and power, but you haven't wanted a, re a, a, a reverent fear of who I am. Yeah. So when you ask for God, you're asking for all of him. Not a portion of him. In abiding, I brought out that, um, uh, you know, to do with uh, uh, you get how God fills all of us up. And that we could be just looking like an orange and then you section it into four quarters. And then you see different areas that God wants to fill all of us mm -hmm. up. Well, again, we are made in his image. He is saying what he has made in us, he has made in himself. And that we should see that the same way. Mm. But we do, you know, and I know, we don't see God we don't. wholly. And we don't. I mean, fully. Yeah. No, none of us have, really. Yeah. Can I, can wholly I just ask as well you? with a W. Yes. <laughs> wholly. <laughs> We yes. gotta go to a short break. No, no, no. I'm gonna say this because All right, I've been go for it. back so many times. <laughs> Nate, you, you were sharing with us in another portal that the seven colours of the rainbow, right? Uh -huh. you and and you said the middle mm -hmm. middle one was green. Yeah, I actually want Jonathan said, to bring up a picture so and I can show you. You said that people. each colour of the rainbow coincides with the menorah. Yeah. The middle colour is green, and then you connected that with what the is emerald bow what in, is in around heaven. The throne. John saw an emerald rainbow. In other words, he saw a rainbow, mm -hmm. but the predominant color was green. You're going to explain that to us. Yeah, I'll explain it when we come back because this is this is why it's so important. Those seven characteristics, and I don't even want to say characteristics because they're not separate from. You get the fullness of understanding. It's mm -hmm. not just like like with you and me. Like when you give me understanding, right? I get a part of your understanding, but because your brain is limited and finite, Again, I only get a part. It's yeah. not a portion. Right? It's not a portion. It's no. literally God is understanding. Right. Right? But those seven things, when you look at the rainbow, 
they're different spectrums of color. Well, what are different spectrums of color? It's different radiation rates. So it's just light. But John says he is the light of the world and the life, right? So that light, when you encompass all seven parts of that light, it beams through you. And that is what the Holy Spirit responds to in your cell structure. When those things aren't operating, that light is diminished. And this is when darkness starts to vibrate in your cells, causing sickness, infirmity, depression, demonic, like, you know, attack. So this is why it's so important to get God and see him in everything. Get the fullness of who he is. I think it's, yeah, it blew my mind when I was learning it. So. And that, that's something we taught in Abiding in Christ, that he is all. Yep. You don't call him a part. Yep. You know, you can't separate light from God. Mm-hmm. You can't separate truth from God. Mm. You can't. You can say it's the truth of God. No, God is truth. You know? Yeah. You know how we have a surname and we usually say, so in Robin Cassis, right? Yeah, it's Jesus' truth. It's Jesus' truth. And I've said it all the way long. It's Jesus' faith. It's Jesus' love. You just can't turn around and say, love of Jesus, because immediately you have portioned that out. Yeah. Right. So you, you can't do that. You see, and that's what we need to come back to and we need to see good God means everything of him. Mm. Love, peace, hope, wisdom, might, the lot, counsel. That's good God. Amen. Not a good God, good God. You may break now. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. We are going to go on a short break. So we'll be right back. (laughs) My mind is already blown. Wow. I don't have any words. You know why? Because... I'm going to wait for the Holy Spirit to give me his full measure before I say a word. So, Pastor Nate, Dr. Robin, Pastor Tony, <laughs> I am inviting you to the floor because I just think, I'm just receiving today. I just think that um, because we've done this, it's been such a, a sly trick of the devil. Yes. He's really, really, really played us like how big God is. Yeah. You know, we get, we get the we fullness. We got a miniature God. What's crazy is that in the paradigm of what we're talking about, we get the fullness of the demon. Yeah, yeah. We get the fullness of rejection. We go oh, back for the yeah. fullness of rejection's lies, yeah. mate. We don't just stop at I'm rejected. We stop at they don't love me. They don't care it about me. Happens we go yes, back for yes, each yes, part, each full yes. part of rejection. But what you said in the break was... No, we was, want the whole family. Yeah, we go back for the whole family. We go back for the mother, the brother, the sister, the grandchildren, the great-grandchildren. But when the Lord wants to give us the fullness of himself, we say, okay, I've got your understanding. That's all well, I need. Uh, well, I knew you. You were a man on a cross. Yeah. Well, I got your might and your power, but that's all I need. <laughs> I got your might. I've got my understanding. Now yeah. let me put your might into my understanding. Yeah, yeah. Let's and then try and work that around. Let's have a mix. 
what we were saying before the break. <laughs> <laughs> right. Have you to got water there? My, my flesh is To help those off. that are Don't coming worry, in, what we were saying right. is a practical example of, of how we do it where pastor said sometimes we go to the Lord, we ask for his goodness, we ask for the manifestation of him, and then because of our own pride or insecurities or, you know, whatever's standing in the way, we only settle for a part of him. Like we say, okay, Lord, I've got your understanding. That's all I need. Now I'll do it in my might and my power. But we, we don't even understand that he wants to walk, talk in, uh, walk into everything and talk into everything. Yeah. This, this has got to be uh, knowledge of him we don't have. And Pastor, this is what a lot of Christians do when they fall into this helping God along. See, they get his understanding, they get his counsel, but then they go, no, 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 but now it'll be my arm. I'll put my arm in. And the Lord said, hang on, you've got my understanding, you've got my counsel, but you haven't got my might or my power. You know, and this is so powerful because I thought of all the times just then I was going back in my head where I could have gone back for more, but I didn't. And that's the challenge coming away from tonight. If you want the goodness of God, you've got to go back for all of God. Do you, do you remember in the Bible it was, uh, I'm not sure of this, this story when he had to strike the ground? Please explain that because that's the limitation of us. Go ahead. PT, you're good. It was one of, it was one of the kings of Israel. He, he was facing a battle with the Syrians and Elisha was sick and Elisha was about to actually pass. And this young king came to Elisha and he asked him about the outcome of the battle. And that's where, when Elisha said to him, put your arrow in your hand and, and shoot through the window. And he shot the arrow through the window and he said, thus says the Lord, this is how I'm going to rout the Syrians, right? And then after that, he took three arrows, gave it to the king and said, Hit the ground. Hit the ground. And he had to rebuke the king because the king nonchalantly hit the ground only three times. And Elisha said, you should have struck the ground five or six times because the Lord would have utterly destroyed the Syrians. But it's now you'll that's only our have limitation. A, part, a part victory. See, that's our limitation, Shania. We could have struck that ground until there was nothing left of that arrow. Without the sevenfold spirits of God operating in your life, you in essence will disable yourself because you succumb to natural limitation. That's it. And, and can we even be so bold as to say when you ask God, you're asking all of him? Yes. And I get to choose. And you can't just have a portion of it. And you can't blame him. This is what I was saying in the break. We use this to blame him because, like, the Lord said, gave me a scenario then. He's like, well, when they get my might and my power, but they don't understand it. So, Lord, you've shown up and you've moved, but I, that wasn't the way I wanted you to move because you haven't got an understanding of how God wanted to move. So you've got his might and his power, but you haven't gone back for understanding. You yeah. haven't gone back for wisdom, counsel, and a reverent fear of who he is. Because if you had all of those things in the package, you would understand, ah, this is the move of God. 
and there could be no other way that God could move. You We've could, been saying it about this shutdown. This you is the move of get God. Just a portion of God. The shutdown was a move of there was no other way that God could isolate his church and clean her up from all the gimmicks. Literally, Pastor said this when we went into shutdown. Yep. The mega church syndrome that was coming upon the church as a whole, church was becoming so much entertainment and, you know, concerts and events. And we're literally back in how they did it in the days of Acts. Yep. In the house church, you know, small groups. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're becoming, you know, a mega church of small groups. So To, the, to this day, there are some churches that haven't come opened open. their doors. Nope. They're still online. I can't believe that. And it is literally, and I'm not giving glory to the elite or whatever, because Satan always has his plans. But God, we know that he takes the plans of the enemy and he uses them for his purpose. But literally, this has filtered out, you know, the decisions from the disciples. Meaning those people that are truly committed are the ones that will get online, even in the online kind of arena. Others probably haven't gone to church in like 12 months. Mm-hmm. Because they're missing mm. the experience. I, I'm of the opinion, well. and I would really challenge people and say that it's all or nothing with God. You either want all of him, or you get nothing. Oh, 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 oh. And that, that is because I myself don't want to give myself away in portions. Mm. Mm. Would you like someone to come nope. along and just take a portion of you? No. You? No. That's called fragmentation. Ah! So seriously, let's think about this, people. When you ask for God, you're asking for all. You're asking for all. And you, you need... What you wish for you yeah, like you'll it. get it. You'll get it. We had a portal on that. Yeah. And if you don't realise that, it's time for you to sit down before this good God that you love and serve and get to know him in fullness. Not mixing your wisdom with his Mm. or Mm -hmm. your might with his strength. Don't do that because circumstances that are positive... They fail. So since we are on this conversation, if you guys don't mind, unless you want to add more, feel free. Um, Give us these examples of looking for that positive fact. For instance, not to confuse it with, okay, you know, now they're bucking against the shutdown. So now the government is giving leeway, you know, those type of facts. Like, can you just make a... A, a more clear distinction for those who might say, "Well, I thought that would be a you know a good a positive fact that we've been praying into them releasing like for instance we're praying for Sydney right now and maybe you know we see oh the government is allowing some breakthrough with the lockdown are you referring to that as a positive fact or Sydney's answer is God it's no Simple. one else Simple. I'm, I'm saying too, what we do is our humanistic thinking. Like, see the positive spin on this whole thing, especially to do with Sydney. 
you know, there are Christians in Australia that could be thinking right now, well, this is positive because, you know, um, even though we're all not together, you know, we're all online praying together. And, and that's good. And that's a positive thing. But is that the way that God wants his church together? No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. So you can take evil and find positivity out of it. Tower of Babel. Yep. Oh, well, they're all working together. Yep. They're all unified. unified yep. You know, but the Lord said, this is not good. But you won't understand that it's not good until you get those seven parts. Well, not parts, seven manifestations of fullness of who he is. Because if I don't have his understanding, then I can look and go, well, that's a positive thing. You know, many people can look and go, well, you know, it's a positive thing that everyone's wearing masks because, you know, yeah. they're protecting people, yeah. even though we know they don't work. Sorry, watch open eyes. Um, uh, yeah. But but literally, again, I go back to, again, God's heart. The year that God says he's opening the mouth of the church, 2020 season casting, right before coronavirus hit yeah. the world, the year that the Lord said, I'm opening your mouth, Remember what was the word? Pay. Turning your fae to pay. Yep. yep. Right? Turning your folly to wisdom. So open your mouth and speak. The world's governments say put a muzzle on. Yep. Close your mouth. Yeah. And the year that the Lord says I'm giving you a second breath, what does the world say? Through multiple ways of coronavirus and then we had all the racial protests. Yep. Can't breathe. Can't, Can't breathe. breathe. Can't breathe. So it's not, a, it's not a coincidence. It's not. This uh, was in the book. And I think we have to come back to these facts, you know. We have to come back to these facts about what God is saying to us. We need to come back to that. And we need to see we can't have portions. We've got to have the whole thing, you know, cut up. No, you can't cut him up into portions. You can't just use what you need. Do you understand what I'm saying? And uh, if you're going to ask God into a situation, he has to come fully. He doesn't come in portions. And if we are going to realise what, what we were saying about, you know, we could say, well, this is a good thing. And we have said it. Let's confess it. We have said this I've is said a good times. thing that we can sort of get on, um, you know, Zoom and uh, talk to each other. And that is a good thing. But is that what God wanted? That's the key. He wanted us to talk together like that in person. See, he wanted us to become fellowshipping with one another with vulnerability like that. It, he didn't want a trial so to have to force us to do that. So in saying that, then do we go back to God and say to him, here's the challenge. We're not talking to the circumstances. We're not talking to the situation, positive or negative. We're talking to this, our good God. Do we go back to him and say, I know you don't want this, Lord. Yes. You're the only answer for it. I'm not. The government's not. The circumstances are not. But I recognise you with all of you. Your wisdom, your counsel, your everything are the answer to this. That's the way we should be praying for 
everything we ask God to be involved in. Wow, wow that's, that's fantastic. See, I believe that the Lord gave us an opportunity as the church to break down the walls that were around our heart, to stop making it about events, to stop making it about programs and make it about people. But we said last week, when you don't do it the Lord's way, you'll be pushed into a corner and you will come out doing it the Lord's way. He will use an extreme to remind you that he alone is God and that you'll do it his way. What did Ken Mackey say? You'll do it his way or you'll do it his way with pain. Yeah. So there's no, you know, your way or the high. It's your his way or the highway. There's a statement that I had that we wrote down when we were praying, Pastor, and I want to read it out. It says here, when we look for positivity, we are looking for man's agreed and un, um, man's agreed understanding and interpretation of what God's goodness is. So when we look at a situation and we try and define the positive, we're looking for our interpretation of what God's goodness is, not his revelation of what his goodness is. So we've got to stop living on our interpretation of what God's goodness is. And this is what YouTube is filled with. All these people getting on, having their own shows, giving you the interpretation of what God is and what he's doing. Yes. You know, it's yes. just, this is my interpretation, my insight, right? But only God can reveal who he truly is. We can't interpret it. Another thing that I've got here. And we here, have to ask him to be everything in it. Yeah. Another thing that I've got here is um, in this might and power, when we see the Lord's power, this is, this is important. We need to see the Lord's power is to control, not regulate or maintain. <laughs> see, God, when he's in control, he's not regulating evil. Hey, he never maintains yeah, this is this is. <laughs> if we could get this, he's always winning. If he's we could never get maintaining. This, sometimes we only think he's regulating in the world, Pastor. And let not me say it. He is never maintaining. He's never, ever, ever maintaining, guys. He's only ever winning. <laughs> we just don't get it. But it's, that's why I say there's no battle between good and evil. He's already won. Read the book. <laughs> I've got to get that T-shirt. I'm going to put it on the I'm going to put it on the front. Got news for you. Read the book. Right. He's already won. That's it. <laughs> yes. Can we please get a shirt? Wear it down Times Square. Jonathan! Yes. You need a shirt. Yes. Oh, what's your mask With your off? mask off. Yes, that'd be good. Oh, wow. He's already won, babe. He's already won. There is no battle between good and evil. Uh-uh. You don't get all of... If you don't ask for all of them, you don't get any of him. Because uh. you can't portion God into pieces. Do you know, that wow, really... I know. That really shows... Us, how shallow we are if oh, we Jesus. carry on like that. We're serving the Almighty God, and <laughs> just to think that we would want to portion Him, Pastor. I have the fullness of Him in my situation. Fullness, whatever my situation is, I have the fullness of it, but I'm not 
taking the fullness of it. You're not taking the fullness of it. And you wonder why it goes wrong. Oh. But Pastor, you said when we ask for God, we've got to, we're going we're gonna to get the fullness of him, whether we like it or not. But sometimes, see, we deliberately don't ask for the fullness because of our own goals or agenda. And see? That's why we say, Lord, I want your understanding, but I don't want your counsel. But yeah. then we have to question him. Did, did, did we want him in the first place? Or did we get him? Oh, my God. Shh. I don't want to say his name in vain. Bang that, baby. Bang it, bang it, bang it. Who did you really get? Yeah. Ooh. Who did you really have flowing yep. through you? Please, please. What source please. of light was beaming through you? Oh, my Lord. That's, you know, you don't even know, but that's my actual assignment this week. I have to ask the Lord, Lord, am I a source of light that reflects your light? What is the beam that but, resonates through me to the world? But that's got to get the fullness that's of in that. my course too. You can't just get a light. You've got to get the full light of God. I was going to share the rainbow, but I'm not going to give everything away. Come to my course and we'll do it in depth. We'll go through the menorah. We'll go through the rainbow and how they represent those seven things of, of God. We're going to take a break. Come back and answer your questions. But we're, we're done with go Spotify. <laughs> yes. Spotify, thank you for listening. This has been amazing portal. We sure we are sure we gave you quite enough to listen to, to go back. Chew on, mull over, meditate, not study, and really get the fullness. She's doing her courses because her verbiage is changing. You heard it. You heard it. I heard it. It's, it's, it's She's gone out. from study to meditate. Yes. That's what I'm he doing said. my courses too. Yeah, oh. I know. What do you learn, Pastor Tony, to close us out? Geography. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's doing catastrophics and the flood. Yes, yeah, he's yeah. learning. Which I can say is your niche. When you taught yes, uh, last Sunday, I felt like I was pulled into that world. Yeah, I it helped get that Jonathan there. put a flat earth up, but yeah. Hallelujah. It was it was it's it's so his niche. Yes. You know, to bring those realities uh, where he taught about pulling out of the book. Mm-hmm. If we could get that reality, oh my lord! Has Tony share with us? I want to get us. the reality of that menorah and the rainbow, man. I, I'm Wonderful. into that because I kept asking, Lord, why a green hue on the rainbow? Why green? What couldn't it be purple or, you know, or red or anyway? Mm-hmm. It, I know Nate's going to. We bring can go it into out. the specifics of how when you're broken, when you're breaking down light, everything comes back to green, like the colors. Oh my god! Yeah, so it's. I, in the natural, I can't handle green. It's not a colour I like. <laughs> oh wow! So I'm gonna. I'm, maybe there's something dark in me that needs to. No, no. But I. But it's I, just I love the Lord. Blue, but not green. The Lord has a purpose. Like even even the, right? Even the almond blossoms that were. If you look at the menorah underneath those candlesticks, there was a bowl, and at the bottom yeah, there were almond blossoms. almond blossoms. Well, I was learning about the prophetic significance. Isaiah sees a vision of an almond tree, yeah. right? Yeah. But the almond is the first tree that blooms coming out of winter. It's the first to respond. So Jesus said, you know, basically I'm come from the shoot of the branch of Jesse. So mm-hmm. he's basically saying I am the first one that comes out of the hibernation to bring back life. It's crazy. I could go through it all night. It's amazing. Well, guys, we are... Spotify, you've gotten a plethora of goodness of God and his character. 
We're going to put your questions times. in. I'm going to take them down now. So start putting them in, guys. Yes, we're going to um, actually exit off Spotify. So thank you guys for all you that have listened, joined in. We hope one day that you will come fellowship with us in person. We are definitely open. So um, let's not make this just a, 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 you know, a temporary fix. We want to meet you guys as well. Doesn't matter what country you are. We won't put limitations on the goodness of our God because he is goodness. Come on. So until next time, bye-bye now.